lay out for us the argument in this specific petition uh, about that the movement has submitted. Okay, I'll try to be as brief as possible. Um, there's a section in the basic law of government which says that if a uh, minister, prime minister, is unable uh, to serve, um, then um, he can be declared unfit to serve. Uh, and now, in the past, I understand that was used only once with Alex Sharon when he was in a coma. So uh, there's that incapacity, that physical incapacity, which it's quite clear makes a person, could make a person unfit to serve if it's a lasting or a permanent incapacity. Uh, here we're talking about what we claim is a functional incapacity uh, based upon uh, the fact that he is under indictment and he has to take care of his trial and also he has to function as a prime minister, which puts him uh, in very potential, very real conflict of interest uh, with uh, his ongoing court cases. The Supreme Court uh, two years ago handed down a decision against us saying that, um, that uh, they didn't see a reason why uh, Netanyahu could not form a government. That's not the last government, the government before last. But it did not close the door on claiming somebody was functionally unfit, as opposed to you know physically unfit. That um, it, it sort of it left open the door, and it said one of the reasons it based its decision um, not to, you know, declare Netanyahu unfit uh, to form a government was that the state declared that they he would have a, a very strict. A conflict of interest agreement in place, which would prevent him from getting involved in, in areas which could produce a conflict with his ongoing trials. Based upon that declaration, the Supreme Court then uh, ruled against the movement in a previous petition. Now, the situation, the circumstances have changed, and the, um, the Attorney General, the current Attorney General, has uh, won um, said that um, the previous conflict of interest agreement would still apply, and two, that uh, basically uh, the prime minister has violated it. Uh, there is a um, there's it's, it's not just her, you know, personal opinion, but this was uh, the uh, result of discussions and investigation by the attorney general's office. So um, Baharav Miara, who's the attorney general, she's the one who issued the opinion. But there are others behind it who came to the conclusion that um, not only was the potential for conflict of interest, but in fact, Netanyahu, in promoting the legal reforms of so-called reforms, uh, which basically the legal um, dismantling of judicial review, uh, was acting in, in, in a matter of conflict of interest. So now we're going back to the court, and we said, okay, you've left the door open for a functional, um, uh, for being functionally unfit, and I think he's shown that he's functionally unfit because he's not, uh, you know, he's not taking his hands off of this judicial change revolution that he wants. He this 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 extreme constitutional change which affects. His his trial, and they came to the conclusion that it would affect his trial because uh, yeah, when you um, take control of the appointment of judges, for instance, 
and there are judges that have to be on appeals or judges that have to sit on, on petitions to the Supreme Court, um, that could have a direct bearing on his case. Uh, so um, it's not theoretical, it's actual that the prime minister is, in fact, um, in a situation of conflict of interest where he is acting uh, to promote his self-interest in this case. And therefore, he should be declared unfit. Just to clarify, when you mentioned the attorney general's opinion, was it a definitive one finding him as such or a warning not to act in a direct or indirect way that could be in violation of this conflict of interest? Well, I, I, we we looked at the opinion and we came to the conclusion it, it, it's a long it's a long opinion that uh, as um, her, her deputy said, um, there's no way he can promote what he's promoting and not be in conflict. And so it's not a matter of him initially, initially, I, I'm not sure of the time, about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, the attorney general said, issued a warning shot to the prime minister and, and, and told them that, you know, he shouldn't get involved in this, uh, the judicial changes that he wants to, that the government is promoting, uh, which sort of gave him actually a ladder in which to um, go down on. But um, he has decided uh, to ignore that uh, warning and, and put his full weight behind uh, the, uh, we, what we see as the, uh, the real uh, dismantling of an effective uh, legal review of government actions. As you mentioned in the past, the high court did refrain from taking action and did not uh, rule in favor of the petition. Do you expect, given these current circumstances, a different outcome? Um, it's not uh, given that the Supreme Court will get involved. Unlo as as, as uh, in contrast to what the government or some spokespeople for the government, for the coalition, continue to, to claim that we have an activist court. We do not have an activist court. <laughs> we have a court of the, of the last resort that only is very reluctant to get involved in these, in these matters, very reluctant, um, and has issued only a very limited number of opinions and considered extreme cases, and has really, uh, uh, in our opinion, been um, quite a, a not, a, I wouldn't say anti-activist, but an agnostic activist uh, Supreme Court. Uh, so we can't rate, I can't personally say that the chances are, are high that the Supreme Court will in fact get involved because it would mean um, basically uh, that the uh, Liquid Party would have to appoint somebody else. Uh, as prime minister, or the coalition would have to uh, get behind somebody else as prime minister. I would just point out, however, something that uh, people maybe in, in the U.S. especially are um, don't really take into account is that we have a, polit a party political system. Um, nobody directly elected Mr. Netanyahu or anybody else for that matter. They voted for the party, and um, just uh, and parties are entitled to even in the midterm change uh, their leadership and get behind a new candidate. So it wouldn't be something that would be sort of uh, impossible. Uh, but uh, I can't rate the chances are very high. It, 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 I think one outcome might be 
is that the prime minister will uh, return to uh, some sort of limit himself, will, will agree to be abide by the terms of the conflict of interest agreement. Um, that could sort of uh, diffuse the situation. We'll have to see. I'm not sure that will happen either because it seems that the government is actually looking, looking to fight with the Supreme Court to um, to uh, he's looking for this conflict and using this conflict as an excuse um, for uh, to ram through its uh, its uh, reforms, the so-called reforms. Well, yes, there's that parallel timeline. In fact, some components of the reform are expected to be uh, presented for initial readings this week, including uh, the measure regarding the selection committee for justices and judges. So could we face a scenario where in terms of these um, two processes that that law could actually come into effect even while this petition process is ongoing? Uh, Look, the government is is hell-bent on pushing this legislation through. And interestingly enough, um, and and I say that sarcastically, the main plank uh, that it wants to push through as quick as possible is the ability to appoint judges. Because once the government takes control of the appointment of judges, it will have a direct impact on those judges that might sit or review uh, Mr. Netanyahu's uh, trial. and um, and then indirectly it will it will make all judges fearful of uh, of of crossing the government. So so that oddly enough or interestingly enough is the first most important thing of everything that this country needs. <laughs> all the reforms necessary in the legal system, which mostly have nothing to do with what the government is proposing, this is the first item. Uh, on the agenda. So uh, if they're so adamant about pushing it through, they could push through the first reading and the second reading and the third reading within a matter of weeks and possibly before even the court gets to rule on our our petition. And this week, in fact, or today, uh, coalition leaders uh, assailed these efforts, including the petition, framing them as a coup, an effort to overthrow the government. Uh, Again, the government is setting itself up um, for uh, for a constitutional conflict. It seems to be um, actually courting this constitutional conflict. It seems to be that, you know, this fight with the Supreme Court is intended to show people that, you know, the Supreme Court is activists. And in fact, um, you know, they're trying to paint the judiciary into a corner. Um, so damned if you do, damned if they don't. If they don't do anything, then they don't do anything. Uh, but if they do do something, the government says we're not going to abide by it. Um, we are in a very turbulent and difficult uh, time uh, constitutionally for the country, and um, we can only act as a uh, citizens group to uh, protest. And and in fact, the protests are are are, um, are multiplying. Tomorrow we're holding a big rally in front of the Knesset during the time when the committee is supposed to be uh, debating, debating, it's not really a debate, it's not a joke of a debate, uh, discussing or, or passing the, uh, the, first, uh, the first reading of the bill. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's too interesting from a constitutional point of view, and there's so many reforms that are 
that could really uh, move the country forward. And dismantling judicial review is not one of them. 